fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. We have another wonderful one-shot short game from those amazing guys over at Reckoning of the Dead, Matt Ryan and Noah Lloyd. As is my habit, I've changed a few details, including the title, but I will include the original title in the credits at the end. We're calling this one Magnum Opus, and this is version one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. For 20 years, the artist struggled, first in New York and now in San Daniel, California. In his late 40s, Arnold Spiegler has given up on ever making it big. Sure, he has written a hell of a lot of mediocre schlock, repetitive superhero boredom, but rumor has it he's been working on something amazing, his magnum opus, his great work. A wondrous 330-page masterpiece, unlike anything that he's ever written before. But today, he's supposed to be signing copies of his previous month's issue of Sandstorm Man and Snake Boy, issue number 14. Casey, the store owner, is worried. Where the hell is Arnie? Guys, do you have any idea where he is? As far as I know, he should have been here already. Well, it's like we got all this stuff ready and people are lined up. Fuck. He might have just gotten stuck in some traffic. <sighs> he lives like five minutes from here down the street. It's yeah. like there's no traffic. I think, you know, either something's wrong or... You know, I'm, I'm, we've seen some of the preliminary stuff from his stuff, and it's pretty damn weird because it's completely different than anything else. But a lot of the artist community in town thinks that it's really special. So we've been waiting on it. We were hoping to get a bit of a preview today, but uh, could you guys maybe go check? Here, let me give you – you guys know where he lives. You guys go over there all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go go check it out and stuff like that. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, he just you know uh, had some bad Mexican last night or something. We'll check it. We'll check maybe it out. he's got a phone, you know. I mean, he <laughs> can at least call. For Christ's sake! I'll shoot him out a text and then we'll head up to his house just to see. If he <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're seeing what's going on. He'll be here soon. Thanks. No worries. Yeah. Uh, um, no problem. All right, so you head down the street of San Damiel. San Damiel is a fairly decent-sized city. It's grown over the years. It's, uh, it's kind of in an odd, an odd little mixture. It, uh, it's on a hilly country like San Francisco is, and it goes right down to the beach. There's a beautiful beach, but back behind the city is a kind of a crescent-shaped cliff. It goes almost all the way around the, the city, and it's, it's California forest beyond there and then desert to the, the south, which is towards Los Angeles. Um, but the center of town has built up quite a bit. There's skyscrapers and stuff like that. You're, you're not too far from the center of town, and um, Arnold's apartment block is like a six-story building uh, to one side. You guys know right where he lives. Let's say on the third floor. So it takes you five minutes, literally, to walk there. 
Uh, do we know what uh, vehicle he would drive? Um, yeah, he'd probably drive some economic little car, uh, but it would be in the parking structure, and you're not quite sure what parking spot he's got. It's uh, the big high-rise parking structure. Right. Well, then, if it, we're not going to walk right past uh, where we, his car usually is, just going up to, I'd say, just going up to his apartment, give him a knock. Okay. <laughs> so as you knock on his door, you suddenly hear, go away. Uh, uh, Arnold, it's, it's, it's John. I, I said there's no more room in here. There's just this, just, 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 just too much room. There's just not enough room. It's, it's John Baker. Go away. And then you hear something rather distinctive. It almost sounds like somebody collapsing on the floor. And there's a strange muffle, uh, an odd noise, like, like somebody calling out, but falling down an elevator shaft. It, it disappears into the... Did, uh, and then there's dead silence. Did, did, uh, um, did you guys hear that? Uh, it'd be hard to miss. That's that's for sure. Check the knob. Is it unlocked? Um, it's locked. But rattle, it's rattle, full. rattle. <laughs> well, uh, I don't remember him being a big drinker or anything. We should really check on him. I mean, something could be going wrong in there. I agree. I agree. Uh, anyone got uh something to knock the door open? We need to uh, find a way in. Yeah. Or should we? Or should we get the authorities? No. If he's hurt, he's hurt. We should take care of our friend before we go get the authorities. Should we? Should we call an ambulance? Well, let's let's not jump the gun. If he's just drunk, we don't want bad publicity for him. You know, with his new work coming out. Let me try and shoulder the door. I'm a pretty fairly big guy, so. All right. Go ahead and do a strength roll. Ninety-one. Okay, you hit it pretty hard. You can hear it crack a little bit, especially around the the, the lock, but it it bounces back and kick, kicks you back. Is there like a fire extinguisher in the hall or anything that that I could kind of use? Well, as... There's a there's a hose and a fire axe, but it's behind the glass. You have to break. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if one of you guys get with me, we both hit it. Maybe we could just pop the lock. All right, that sounds good. All right, well, I'll I'll, ca I'll count for you guys. <laughs> All right, on three, one, two, three. You hit the door and it pops open. <laughs> and what you see is, um, you see Arnie's apartment. It's you've seen it a hundred times. Um, there's a couple of pizza boxes on a, on a table. There's a couch uh, with uh, some dirty clothes laying over it. Uh, there's an area to one side uh, where he's got like a, 
uh, a painter's tarp, but a kind of a canvas painter's tarp thrown down on the ground. And there's paint speckles of different colors all over the place. And there's some on his walls and windowsill and stuff like that. And he's got all of his artist stuff sitting there and he's got his, uh, his art board up. And he doesn't seem to be there. I'll call out. I was like, hey, Arnie, sorry about the door. Where you at, brother? No answer. Pop through and check Ar- the Arnold? bathroom. Arnold? Uh, you go into the bathroom. It's fairly clean, but it's not that clean, and he's not there. Is this not- like a just a one one floor? It's just, it's just a one bedroom apartment. Okay. Studio? Yeah, studio. It's all one room with a bathroom attached, yeah. It's, you, you heard him, right? That wasn't, you know... No. Some someone was in here. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna throw like a desk that I can kind of look at, see if. Uh, yeah, he's got a desk. It sits there. He's got a lot of paints and mm-hmm. and uh, little jars and stuff. And there's there's a, a decent indicator that he uh, th- there's a, a palette there with some wet paint on it that and a, and a brush. Yeah. Well, I I touch it. I'm like, well, he must have just been here. I mean, the paint's so wet. That's not like him to waste waste paint like that. And I'm not an artist, but it seems like it would dry quick. I mean, you know, and like you said, we heard him or heard someone, unless that was someone in the upstairs apartment. But no, it definitely was his voice. Yeah. I, uh. Look out the window. Okay, you go over to the window, and you do realize the window is locked. Okay. Okay. Hey. Mm. Um, there's a there's a, 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 a an escape on the outside going down, but yeah, right. it's locked. All right. Open up. Uh, I got my smartphone. Go into like some social media. See if like I got like an active kind of a icon for his face or anything like that um, he hasn't, he hasn't like been it. on snapchat since yesterday or instagram dial his cell phone and see if it rings in the house on it okay you ring his cell phone and in fact his cell phone rings and it's just sitting behind some cans of paint right there on the table uh it's uh connected well where did he go we know he doesn't go anywhere without his cell phone. He's always on that social media. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, there's only one way out of the apartment too, and you were standing yeah. in front of it. Yeah. Um, Maybe what we uh, heard was something on his phone. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. I'm gonna run down and uh, check the mailbox. Maybe he ran down there to check the mail, and he's gonna come right back. I mean, okay. Let so. be. Yeah, annoyed about his door. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't my shoulder. <laughs> so I, I head on down there, down right. to wherever that is. So you head down to uh, check his mail, and there's nobody there. Uh, there's a, it's a key mailbox, and you can't tell if there's anything inside of it, but right. um, there's nobody there. Um, 
the other two of you, uh, do a spot hidden. That is a 94. <laughs> okay. Well, you notice that, uh, that uh, there's dirty underwear on the floor in his bathroom. That's unfortunate. 38 out of 60. All right, you're looking around, uh, and as you're looking around, uh, Chuck comes back upstairs. Chuck, you find anything? No, hey, he, nothing down there. Uh, got me, unless he. I mean, it's not like him to head on, head on out without his phone. I mean, like I said, I, I think the most likely thing is that son, we heard his phone talking, and maybe he headed out, and he something happened on the way. Uh, I'm at a loss. <laughs> Barney, what you notice is sitting on his uh, table next to his uh, art, the art that he's working on, is what might be his magnum opus. His, because uh, it looks like about you know half a ream or a little bit more than a ream of of paper. They're all large. They're uh, 11 by 17 papers because uh, he, he draws, does it big, and then they shrink it down to, to fit into the comic books. Um, but that looks like it might be what he was working on. And it's sitting there all stacked up nice and neat. I'm and over fiddling with the tarp on the floor. Take, take okay. a look. I think this is his uh, big secret project he keeps talking about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The tarp is just a tarp. Doesn't look like there's anything underneath it, just the floor. Um, so, Barney, you're going to look at the... Yeah. Okay. Um, as you begin to look at the pages, um, you get... Ar Arnie kind of told you the gist of the story, but as you're looking at it, the story was about completely un unlike any of his other stuff. Most of his other stuff is just superhero chunk. But what this is, is it's a story of uh, a man who originates on another planet, uh, but he's not really a man. He's a, you, you don't really get a, a good sense for what he is. But he travels across space to Earth, except that the Earth that he finds is completely different than anything that you'd imagine Earth to be like. There's strange things that sort of spawn with one another, and it's like a biological nightmare as you're looking at this. And... It's all done in black and white and kind of like in the style of Sin City, some of the things are colored and some of the things are not colored. And it, it's, it's, it's mesmerizing, it's compelling as you're looking at this. Um, uh, Chuck and John do spot hiddens.
I got a regular success. Okay. Uh, but John, John did. Good. Nope. Okay. So Chuck, as you're standing there and you're looking around the room, um, the couch was um, kind of an ugly blue-green monstrosity. And as you're looking at the couch, you notice that the couch is fading. It's, it's lighter than it was a second ago. And every second that you look at it, it's getting lighter until it turns kind of a pale shade of gray. And as you look around the room, you start to noticing, notice that the like colored speckles on the wall are turning gray. And the grayer they turn, the whiter they turn. And everything seems to be outlined in black. Um, John, by this time, you start to notice the same thing. The tarp, the carpet, the floor, the painting on the wall. Everything is turning black and white. Well, this is weird. Yeah. I look at my, uh, my hand. Is my hand... Uh... No, you guys like, look perfectly normal. Like, oh, uh, crack the window. There could yeah. be there could be carbon monoxide in here. Agreed. Okay, Barney, uh, you notice that the other two are suddenly distressed by something. And at first, uh, you don't notice it, but when you when when they point it out and you look around, you realize everything in the room is turning gray, or or black and white. Yeah. Uh, well, I try and open the window, obviously, because I'm worried about hypoxia. Or when you open the window, you look out on the cityscape that's mm -hmm. all in black and white. This is uh, really strange there, uh, gentlemen. Uh, whatever's going on, it, you know, it must be affecting my vision because everything's black and white outside, too. Yeah. Uh, We're all seeing the same thing, correct? It is. I mean, only thing that's still in uh, the correct colors are are you are you and and I assume me. I can't see my face, but I, is there a mirror around? Um, sure. There's a mirror. Everything look, that was there before is still yeah. there. I look I at myself in the mirror. It's you in in color. Um, everybody, do a spot hidden again. Regular. I rolled a one. Ooh. Finally. <laughs> I like that. So you guys are all kind of freaking out about this. And uh, John, you begin to realize that, wait, the, the colors are still there. They're just really, really faded. It's like that white is a little different than that white. And if that was supposed to be yellow, it's a little more yellow than that, the blue of the couch, which is still, but it's like everything is washed out, very washed out. Barney, you turn back and you notice that the book is no longer there. Where, where'd, the, where'd the book go? It, it, you worried about a book and, and we're I turning mean, gray? Well, I mean, <laughs> I was just had it in my head and it's gone. It's like, yeah, I'm worried about it. It's something that was two feet in front of me. I just put down, disappeared. 
I'm engrossed with the wall and the various shades of eggshell. Yo, did somebody yeah. slip us acid? Did you funny joke to trip today or something? This is not cool, man. It, yeah. it feels very much like, like, well, it looks like an acid trip, but it doesn't feel like you. You don't feel any different. I think you should all do sanity rolls. Mm -hmm. Fail. That's that's a critical fail. <laughs> there's there's no middle ground here. Um, if you failed, do an intelligence roll. Pass. Don't look happy when you pass this intelligence yeah. roll. It's bad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I passed also my okay. intelligence. <laughs> if you passed your intelligence roll, uh, roll a one d six. If you fail, then one d four. Only lose one sanity. There you go. Okay. Three. If I passed my sanity. You passed your sanity. I rolled. Other than one d four. Okay. Because it's still freaky, freaky weird. Oh yeah. Just one point. Guys, there's definitely something in the vents. We need to get yeah. out of this building. I, I agree. I agree. I, one moment, please. Sorry. Definitely. Let's get out of here. There's something. Yeah. Some toxic fumes or I don't know. This isn't. You, you feel okay, though, or? I feel fine. It's not like, you know, I, I'm, you know, suffering from vertigo or anything. Uh, I'm freaking out though. Oh, uh, yeah. That's how, that's how it gets you. You don't, you don't feel any, any different until suddenly there's, it's too late. I, I think you're right. Uh, yeah. I'll grab the, uh, Arnie, Arnie's phone. And uh, these guys got me freaked out. I didn't do well, my Sandy. So I, I'm headed out the door. Okay. As we're um, walking out, I regale them with tales of carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, Barney, since you're the last one out, do a spot, spot hidden. 35. Pass. Okay. As you're about to walk out the door, you notice something else in the room that seems to be in color. And it's over on a shelf on the wall. It's kind of terracotta colored. It looks like a slab. Got, um, hold, hold on a second and I'm gonna pull my t-shirt up and I'm gonna go back in cause that's gonna save everything. And I'm gonna go back into the apartment and, and Look at this, guys. Wait, wait, man, man, we got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, but th there's something here that caught my eye. I just want to kind of quickly well, walk over to it. When you walk over to it, it seems to be, it's very strange, it seems to be uh, a, 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 a terracotta little tablet of some sort with some very strange writing on it. Looks like something you'd see in a museum. Mm -hmm. And sitting next to it on the shelf is a box um, that has obviously been opened up. There's some peanuts in it and some some wrapping paper. 
and it looks like it came from eBay. And I mean, either you're going to look at it or you're going to, what, what do you want to do? No, I'm going to look at it. Well, it looks like somebody sent this to Arnie or Arnie ordered something from eBay and it's this little relic of some sort. Guys, take, just take a look at this real quick. I mean, it doesn't weigh, it weighs, you know, a pound. I'll walk over to the door with them. and Yeah. What do you got there, man? <laughs> I don't know. It's like this little terracotta thing. It, just, it looks like some strange artifact from ancient Samaria or something like that. It's got this weird writing on it. It's the only other thing in here that's in color still. You guys can do intelligence rolls. Well, every everything's got color. It's just really faded. Yeah, but this isn't. Like the walls are 50 shades of eggshell. <laughs> <laughs> I failed that. 96. I, I had a uh, hard pass. Well, it looks like it's all written in cuneiform, like cuneiform, uh, ancient Samaria, Arcadia. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I recognize that writing from college. Uh, is from the Fertile Crescent or something like that? Well, where the hell would he have gotten this from? Eh, it's probably a fake, but. <laughs> I think he ordered it or something. Look, I'm going to look and see if there's any other like a bill with it or um, a note or there's not oh and there's no return address that's what I was just going to ask too um, you also notice there is a date on it and the date that is stamped on it uh, do, a, do an intelligence rule 09 the date that's stamped on it roughly corresponds to about a month ago, uh, just before uh, Arnold started writing his magnum opus. Um, this date pretty much uh, corresponds with the time he got the idea for this. Maybe this was the inspiration for this whole, well, that, that work that was there a minute ago. Yeah. I, well, do you remember? Did you read any of it? Read any of it? I mean, all I saw from over by the window was it looked stylized drawings and so. Well, I explained. You know, it was about a man from another planet coming to Earth, but it wasn't the type of Earth we live on. Um, you know, I give him whatever other little details I can remember, but I didn't hmm. get too far into it, and then you guys started noticing the uh, color loss and that's when I put it down. Yeah, that seems, yeah. Well, uh, that seemed like something from Samaria. I'm going to go back in and look and see if it fell behind the desk that we were panicking and maybe I dropped it behind. Or... Yeah, I mean, everything's still staying black and white here and I opened the it's, window. It's black and white in the hallway as well. Yeah, so... Yeah. Is it black and white in the stairwell? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm going I'm to I'm call back and be like, guys, we we got to get out of this building. Well, I mean. There, his yeah. keys. Is there a set of keys there or anything? Yes. 
I'm going to grab him in case we need to come. I mean, I know we popped the lock, but in case we need to get back in here for any reason. Okay. Because he didn't leave, you know, obviously he didn't leave under his own. I mean, his phone's here. His keys are here. So he didn't yeah. drive anywhere. Maybe, I don't know. This is weird, guys. This is really freaking weird. Oh, I, I agree. Uh, is his wallet? I see his wallet. No. Okay. Um, Do I run into anyone as I'm casually do, vacating the pres the premises? Do a luck roll. Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> okay. Let's let's go outside and see what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, let's have you do. Uh, ha have you, um, uh, Barney and Chuck? You both do luck rolls as well as you're walking down the hallway towards the elevator. Uh, succeed. Okay, when you succeed, you come to one of those common junctions in a hotel, well, apartment, where uh, you've got multiple corridors. You look down one corridor. And there's a, um, uh, a, a janitorial cart, you know, with the, the, where the maid changes stuff. Uh, and it's sitting outside of a room that's open. Mm -hmm. And you can hear a very odd sort of sound, like some sort of a mechanical whirring sound. But it's, it's low-pitched, and it's... It it seems to cycle like it's going. Very strange sounding. Almost like an animal growl. Oh. Well, I mean, uh, we haven't seen any other signs of life, so I'm gonna I'm gonna walk down there. You know, and once I start getting close, of course, you know, I'm gonna I'm a businessman, so I'm gonna do what. A sneak move that, like I think from the movies, but it's probably ineffective. Okay. Um, go ahead and do a, a sneak roll. Okay. Yeah, no, not even close. <laughs> okay. So you sort of, you're attempting to sort of sneak around the corner and take a peek when uh, John bumps into you and you just sort of lurch forward. As you look into the room, it's kind of what you expected to see. There is a maid inside, and she is vacuuming the floor. Only she's, she's in color, like you are, but she's moving at half speed. As she's vacuuming the floor. Hey, hey! I'm sort of, of kind of waving, see if I can get her attention. When you do that, uh, ma'am, ma the noise is is kind of loud. But you, you're kind of loud. She suddenly slowly turns and she looks over at you, and you see her foot slowly come up and hit the thing on the on the thing. And she comes over. She starts to move towards you, but she's moving. 
very slowly and I wouldn't say the expression on her face is weird, except that it's kind of blank as she's moving towards you. And the more she moves towards you, the more sort of sinister it seems. But she comes up and she's like, yes. Uh, have you noticed anything weird, like no color being around? No color. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the, look at the wall here. I'm surely they didn't paint everything gray. As my friend thinks, washed well, no, it out. no, no. It was there was color when we came up here. Uh, Ma'am, we need to get we need to get people out of the building. There's there's something wrong. There's like a, a gas leak or something. No, no gas leak. Well, I mean, you're acting pretty lethargic. I'm I'm a little concerned about you also. No, I'm doing my job. Oh, I, I agree. And you do a wonderful job, ma'am. But uh, maybe we should go out and get some fresh air. Uh, kind of as I'm talking to her, I'm kind of looking. Anything else obvious in the room? Obviously not going into it. No, everything seems gray. She's like, uh, no, I have to finish my job. Well, uh, bye. And she turns oh. back slowly and starts moving back towards the vacuum cleaner. Chuck, we gotta, we gotta call nine one one. This is, this is bad. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. So. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll call 911. Yeah, because this seems. I, I agree with John. It seems bad. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what I'm going to say, but. Okay. Um, how are you going to do it? Are you going to pick up a room phone or are you going to use your cell phone? I'll use my cell phone. Yeah. Okay. You pull out your cell phone and there is no dial tone. Great. <laughs> uh, it says no connection. Right, right, yeah. We must be in a dead zone, freaking Verizon. But uh, so uh, I'll go. Well, then they're I'm our gonna... biggest sponsor. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Uh, well, I'll, go, I'll look in. Uh, you know, because maybe maybe it's an old older style room. It's got a phone phone in it. <laughs> well, it does. Okay. Yeah. Do I have a signal on mine? No. <laughs> um, when you pick up the regular phone, there's no dial tone. Hang it up. I was like, "Well, so much for that." That uh, they might they might have used a lot of metal, like on the roof or something. It, it could be blocking the signal. Well, the landline's not working. I mean, that it, that should work. Ugh. Uh, now that I'm in the room, uh, I assume... Land, landlines are archaic anyways. No, nobody uses them anymore. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not connected. Uh, I assume only the maid, maid is in here. Mm -hmm. Is she reacting now that I've entered the room? Or is she just... Yeah, but very, very slowly. 
and she's still vacuuming. Okay. It, by the way, it doesn't look like anybody's currently occupying this room. Right, right. Uh, I'll turn on the TV, see if like, you know, okay. some, something's going on across the city, obviously it'd be on. Or... You, you click the TV to turn it on and it doesn't come on. God bless it. <laughs> now, is there a light on above us? Like a, a lamp? Yes. Or like a, okay. I'm it just gives to... out kind of a, kind of a dead white light. Flip the switch. Does it actually do anything? Mm-hmm. So Although, when you flip the switch off, the light stays on for a second and then goes off too slowly. When you flip it back on, it it's off for a couple seconds and then it comes back on. Hmm. Very peculiar. The only thing that seems to be normal is you. Right. Hmm. Well... I'm gonna head back out in the room, get in the hallway with the the guys, and okay. see if we can come up with a plan here. Let's um, you want to go down to the street, get out of this building? Yeah. All right. We might be able to get cell reception out, out outside of the building. Uh, you get in the elevator, and you start down, and without realizing it as the elevator is going down, it's taking a long time to go to each floor. Should have taken the stairs, should have taken the stairs. You never take the, you never take the elevator in an emergency, you should have taken the stairs. Well, by, by the time you sort of worry about that enough, you're already on the third floor. And then you, you might as well just stay in for another <laughs> two minutes while it gets to the first floor. <laughs> it opens on the first floor. And when you step out, uh, you do notice a number of other people in the lobby, hmm. including people behind the desk, you know, concierge and so forth. Um, but in a very similar way to the maid upstairs, they're all moving very slowly. And they all seem to be it, it gives a strong impression that everybody is just sort of depressed. They're not moving with any great enthusiasm in slow motion. They're moving just slowly. Does does no one else notice this? They don't seem to. Uh, yeah, this is uh, whacked. I, I, I think we should press on get getting out, out of this building because yeah it's the only explanation i got is there's some kind of gas suppressing our o2 intake and they don't want to listen to us you take uh, care of yourself first <laughs> you step outside and the first couple of things you notice is that there are a few people walking by on the street same same thing they're still slow mm -hmm. There are a few cars in the road. They seem to be moving a little faster, but they're still moving slower than they should be moving. And that's when you sort of notice 
the the skyscape of the uh, the city that you're in doesn't quite match what you expected to see of San Damio. Um, it's it's weird. Uh, like uh, th there's a landmark. Let's say over here there's the McKenzie Building, and it normally it you know it goes up maybe fifty stories. But as you're looking at it, it's no longer a shiny uh, mirror color, you know, mirrored building any longer. It's kind of like a black pillar that just goes up and up and up and up and up. You don't see where it ends. And there are similar things when you're looking towards the ocean, the ocean looks black on the horizon and everything just has this sort of bizarre surreal sort of feeling to it and uh you get the strong sense of something is really really wrong here i mean it's not just it's not just a black and white version of the world it's it's a weird comic book version of the world. Now, as an illustrator, does this look like it's it's a cartoon that we're I'm looking at or sketches? I mean, it's a little more real than that, and yet it's yeah, it's definitely got some artistic style to the way that it's all drawn or exists. Because we're all cartoon buffs, I mean, we might be able to pick out that oddity a little. Well, you know, you know where things are, at least you can guess where things are. You know that the bookstore is down that way where you just were, you know, where uh, various other things are in the town. You can still pick out some of the landmarks, but some of them are different. And it's funny, like I say, it, it, it's as if, it's as if the artist is lazy in certain parts of it where you're just seeing black buildings in the distance with no features on them whatsoever. It's, it's, it's weird. I guess you could probably do another sanity roll <laughs> if you wanted to, although it won't be as bad. If you fail, just one D four. If you, if you don't just do just one. Three more <laughs> critical success points. Um, I'm going to pull out my first edition comic of Mutant Machine Man, number one. Okay. And I'm just going to be comparing. Well, Mutant Machine Man is a little brighter than black and white. It's, it's a little more colorful than the surroundings, but it's still faded, which is horrifying to you because it was a very good copy of it. Oh man, I hope this doesn't affect the resale value. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you gotta worry about that. It's the brightest thing out there right now. <laughs> uh, there's well, there's a, a park um, just just a little ways down the street and across the street. And you can see that there are people in the park. And uh, 
as you're looking towards the park, everybody do a spot hidden. 49. Pass. Pass. If you passed, nope. If you didn't pass, you look towards the park and you you just see a park and both black and white, you know, uh, park with people in it moving very slowly. But uh, the two of you who passed, you notice one guy. He seems to be walking on the sidewalk past the park and he's moving a little bit closer to your speed. But there's something weird about him. It's like there's a, uh, like his proportions are wrong. Like his arms are a little too long. Mm-hmm. Or there's something wrong. He's too far away for you to see it really clearly, but it's giving you a weird sort of feeling. And he is walking not in your direction, but he's walking in your direction along the street on the other side. Is he? Uh, he's not co- looking at you at all. Is he in color? Yeah, but uh, same as everybody else. Oh. Walk towards him, but on this side of the street and see if we can get a better look at him. Okay. Am um, I getting any sort of reception on my cell phone? None. Um... The first thing that you notice about this guy on the other side of the street is that his clothes are not put together very well. I mean, his, uh, his, it, it's like he just threw on whatever he found. Um, and his, his neck and his head seem to be somewhat cockeyed to one side a little bit. And, one of his arms is definitely longer than the other. I mean, one is almost like an orangutan. I mean, it's like down to his knees. And the other one is not. And he's sort of shambling a little bit as he's walking. Um, do a spot hidden again, and we'll give it to whoever gets a really good roll. Hopefully somebody Guys, guys, I'm not getting any cell reception. Yeah, well, me neither. Hard success on spot hidden. Oh, good. Um, as he's walking, and, and he still hasn't noticed you, um, his arm... Which, where it's coming out of the, the sleeve on his shirt. It's, it's two different colors. It's one, it's like a, a white man's arm from here down, but it's like a black man's arm from there up. And you can definitely see a place where it's been stitched together on his arm. By that time, you probably also noticed there's something on the side of his neck where his head has been stitched on. I, uh, I will point this out to my uh, buddies. And I was like, do you, do you see that? And he's shambling. 
Is the arm that's stitched on, does it look like it's got life or is it just kind of like sewn yeah. on there? Just... I mean, he, he looks very lethargic sort of. Uh, right, right. You know, uh, but I mean, zombie comes to mind immediately. Right. Uh, although he's not chasing you down for your brains or anything like that. He's just walking along, shambling along. You want to follow him a little bit? I don't want to get anywhere near him. That's weird. I I agree. It's weird, but, you know. There are other people on the street as well that are slowly walking, and he's walking by them. And they're walking by him, and none of them seem to notice hmm. or react. They're not reacting if they are noticing. Right. Yeah, I, I'm up for uh, following him at a, a distance for a bit, see where he's uh, shambling off to. If he just seems to be wandering endlessly, maybe uh, engaging. Well, there's three of us. We could, if he, he, wants to cause trouble we could take him you guys got you to handle that door well I should have grabbed a kitchen knife <laughs> all right so you begin following him down the street and uh you you can see inside shops on either side that there's people in there doing stuff, but uh, they all seem very, very sort of not moving around much, you know. Uh, all of the clothes, everything in there is just black and white. Um, this guy is shambling ahead of you. Uh, it's odd that nobody seems to be noticing him. And as he's going, I'm sure, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, are we headed in the direction of the comic shop? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be to the comic shop in a few minutes. Um, as, you're, as you're going along, you, you pass stores that you know. You know, there's, you know, this clothing shop you've, you've seen, and there's that tuxedo shop across the street. And they're all black and white versions. And you're coming up to a place that, uh, uh, that you know of as the McKellen Theater. It's an old uh, theater. They show art films and uh, you know old uh, uh, early stuff, nineteen forties, nineteen thirties stuff. Um, at and they have midnight showings and fun stuff like that. People go to them. But just as he is clearing the building in front and about to come to where the the, the theater is on his side, he stops. And something, something in the alleyway next to the theater, you can see a shadow, a very strange sort of shadow. And How far it, back are we? Oh, you're maybe 50 feet back, you know. Um, something moves out of the alleyway and onto the, onto the sidewalk just halfway onto the sidewalk. But it's the biggest bizarre. It's it's some sort of a cone, like a like a traffic cone, only it's green. And it's 
15 feet high and it moves like like a snail but faster out of the alley alleyway onto the top and then from behind the building way up high these claws sort of come down on these ropey sort of arms and click and the shambling man sort of looks up at it and begins to say something you can't hear it's too far away and and then this happens for maybe 10 15 seconds and then the cone thing moves back behind the building towards the theater and the shambler just stops what he's doing and then just starts shambling along the, the sidewalk some more um what the hell was that uh <laughs> it was it was brightly colored, very green, glistened in the light as if it was moist. It was shockingly uh, brightly colored compared to everything around it. Right. What were we drugged with? Uh oh sorry, go. Yeah, I like I I don't know, I, but then I kind of like uh, get back into my businessman sneak and try and uh, come to the edge of that corner and, you know, try and uh, peek around. Okay, do a spot hidden. I mean, a, a sneak. <laughs> hey, I passed. I passed. <laughs> All right, cool. So you guys are following behind uh, Chuck. And Chuck sticks his nose around the corner and takes a peek. Okay, and just behind Chuck. <laughs> Just as you turn that corner and take a peek, what you're shocked to see is uh, the theater is there, and the theater has large uh, bay doors towards the back for bringing stuff in and, and out and, and everything like that, but those doors are open, and you see the back end of this gigantic cone thing, which seems to be skittering along the ground on a trail of slime which is at your feet when you're when you're standing there and it's just going into that that theater and it seems to have stalks on its head there seemed you were you were pretty sure there was a ball or something and and these these claw arms and it was very 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 strange and it all glistened as if it were moist in the in the in the sunlight as it disappears into this thing and you can see by trails of slime on the ground that this thing has been here or it's it's been sliming around all over the place what do you do you can do you can do a sanity roll oh. <laughs> no i failed that all right i could just do another 1d4 you're losing your sanity, sure. <laughs> it's just ebbing away. <laughs> Four. Okay. Yeah. You 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 reel back and guys, you see him suddenly reel back and press himself against the the building. Uh, it, it went into the building. It looks like it's been here for a while, moving back and forth. What the crap? 
What is it? What 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 it What do you think it is? Got me. I mean it looks like someone piled up some crap uh fifteen feet high and it's sliding around. Jason, did you say something? Yeah, how far away is the shambling man? Um he's he's probably about fifty feet away now. And he just continues to shamble. Guys, I, we need answers, uh, and I kind of start jogging up towards that, that shambling guy. Okay, now you'll have to go in front of the theater. You'll yeah, have to cross I, in front of the theater because you guys are still on this side of the building, so that I, I kind of wasn't even thinking about that. I just kind of got annoyed, and I wanted to run, like jog past. Okay. If something happens, it happens. Okay. Kind of thinking like he knows something. He just did, you know. So you're going to run past. You're going to run run to the jogging man. Do you guys want to do anything other than... Uh, I'll, I guess, jog after him okay. hesitantly. Yeah, I ain't staying here by myself. Hell with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys run up and you're, you're gaining on the shambling man. He's not shambling that, that fast. Everybody do a spot hidden. 33. Pass. Uh, pass. John? So is three zeros 100? Yeah. Or is it zero? Yeah, that's, oh, okay. that's so that's, yeah, that's 100. That's a fumble. <laughs> and I, an I falls out. <laughs> no. <laughs> um... Let's do it like this. Okay, you guys are, 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 are running, and you're about to sort of catch up with the guy. When uh, Barney and Chuck, you realize just at the last couple of seconds that there is another shambling man who is crossing the street heading towards the shambling man that you're, you're chasing after. Uh, John, you don't see that, and you run into the shambling man that's crossing the street. Oh, boy. Now, the shambling man that's crossing the street is put together completely differently. He's He's got, uh, once again, multicolored body parts all sort of stitched together, but he looks like he's had like his jaw removed and part of his head that have been reattached and not very well they're they're kind of he's kind of drooling out of one side of his mouth and his eyes are kind of white and as you run into him he just sort of stumbles backwards and then regains his composure and he he looks at you and as he does the other shambling man turns around and he looks at you too and they just oh. stand there staring at you. Sorry. Sir? Excuse me, but can you help us? And he's just he's just staring at you. Can you speak? I'm backing up. I'm gonna move. Does he follow my hand with his eyes or his head? Sort of. You know, 
it's like he's 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 definitely staring at you both and all of a sudden well, well do you guys do anything else he's just they're just both sort of dumbfounded staring at you i have my hands up not threatening but just up in case it lunges like to, uh-huh. to get back to push him back and get away but i'm wondering if everybody's on a delay but us like maybe he's just comprehending what i'm telling him now like the maid was slow and turned right. i'm wondering if i'm these things don't seem to be moving slowly okay but they're not moving fast either right and there's no expression on their face of of there's just like no real expression on their face it's like just like they they don't know what to make of you and then one of them the the original shambler that you were chasing suddenly turns around and starts walking back to the theater and the other one joins him and they just sort of walk past you and they start moving towards the theater but a little faster than they were before still not very fast but they seem to be wanting to get back to the theater as soon as they possibly can that guy did you see his face yeah those those guys man they they've been on the meth or something and to be all messed up looking like that and and not even recognizing barney i mean who who could overlook him like hey what's a i yell i kind of yell and hey what what movie are you going what what's going on man come on <laughs> um when you yell at them they sort of flinch just a little bit and then attempt to pick up their pace like they're 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 uh they're going to go back to that theater and alert whatever it is that's there well i look at these two guys like man that's a bunch of horse crap man that's Let's figure out what these guys are doing. They're the only ones that seem to even be like moving about about our pace or even realizing it. You know, I was like, let's wander around the city, ain't doing nothing either. We let's go see what they're up to. But let's hang back a bit. I don't like that big green thing. It was freaking me out. No, we, we need to run, or or we need to hide, or or both. Well, did you see that guy's face? I I did, I did, but you know, I th- I think that you know that our that an answer to whatever whoever's drugged this city, yeah, I think they they know it. We can't get any help. Is there any like uh, trees or like something around that I can make grab a branch and have like an improvised club that's probably going to be ineffective? No, there are trees. But the trees have all been trimmed up okay. so that they don't get in people's ways. So the branches, if there are branches, the branches are out of reach. Right. Any beer bottles on the floor? or No, San Damiel tends to be a pretty clean, clean town. Uh, there are sporting goods stores and stuff like that around. Oh, well. Let's get a baseball bat. I mean, who's going to stop us? 
Well, and uh, if if they they think we're stealing, at least the cops will show up. And we can get some some help. What's worse, they throw us in the drunk tank. Do a do a luck roll. Check my luck. Yeah, that's a pass. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's uh, um, just just a couple buildings down the street. There's uh, uh, Pentatex Sport Mart. Uh, you can always rely on them. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not, I, uh, not as good as the usual suspects. <laughs> just <laughs> randomly <laughs> something I see on the screen. <laughs> I uh I run down there and uh you guys yeah. are following him? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I go in, I assume like uh numbers. The electric uh automatic doors or push doors, whatever. I go on in. Um everybody do a sport spot hidden again. Crit hidden? Thirty-five passed. Okay. Fail. Well, as you are uh, this time. as you are about to enter Sport Mart, um, uh, Barney says there there are more of them, and uh, not inside the store. But you notice down the street, every once in a while, you'll see one of these shamblers walking around, and they look like people that have been put back together and taken apart and put back together, and they just seem to be patrolling. I don't know about you guys, but I've seen a lot of horror movies and I've read a ton of comics, and this doesn't look good. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm agreeing with you on that one. Maybe if we move really slowly, like everyone else. Yeah. Um. Well, when you enter the store, it's pretty much laid out the way you expect a, a sport mart. Although you do notice that there are places in the store that are just white. Hmm. Uh, it's as if uh, that part of the store wasn't drawn. Yeah. So there's, there's just sort of a white wall there. Um, uh, but you said baseball bat. Um, that's fairly easy to find. Mm-hmm. You can find a whole whole rack of baseball bats. Uh, I, I go with the aluminum. No, there's almost nobody in the store. Damn. All right, so aluminum baseball bat. Oh yeah. All right, you guys all want those? Yep. And uh, is there a camping section, or is that whited out? Uh, to a luck roll. Thirty-four. One of the few successes of the night. <laughs> uh, it's right on the edge of a white section. Okay. So um, there's, in fact, there's a display tent that's halfway buried in the white. Right. Are there any, is there any wood cutting equipment like camp saws, hatchet, axe? Your luck roll. Yeah. We'll say there's a hatchet if you, if you make your luck roll. Yep, that's a success. Okay. Because otherwise you were just going to get one of those little saws. That... <laughs> hey, it's better than nothing, right? Yeah. Baseball glove. <laughs> Have a baseball uh, glove. You want a baseball glove <laughs> to go with? Baseball bat here so I could block with it. And okay. Swing. All right. We'll say you guys get whatever you need. You arm yourselves up. All right. 
helmets. Etchismets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to do next? You're 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 kind of towards the back of the store. Uh, is this store on the same side of the street as the theater? Yes. Okay. Uh, are we? Is there a uh, back exit, like an alleyway behind behind it? No, it's all buried in the white. Damn. All right. Well, get to a store that faces the theater and go inside the store and watch from inside. As you guys are, as you guys are in the theater, you suddenly start to hear a strange noise coming from outside. And it's kind of a high-pitched buzz. Um, uh, almost insect-like, like cicadas or uh, grasshoppers making a, making a strange noise, except that it's constant. It's just going. And it just suddenly, suddenly started. Uh, Definitely sounds yeah. like it could be an alarm of some sort. This right. just keeps getting better and better. All I wanted was my Snake Snake Boy comic signed uh, again, but you know, Arnie Arnie's doing the. Okay, well, I'll go up to the door, not open it, but kind of uh, look around. Kind of, uh, I assume it's, it's glass doors. It's a glass. It's a glass front on the whole building. So yeah, so kind of look around, see if I can determine where that noise is coming from. Um, you can't, but the, are you actually opening the door? No, not yet. Okay. Um, as you move forward, well, as you're at the door and you're listening, it's definitely coming from outside. Uh, but out of the corner of your eye, you can see a little ways down the sidewalk. There's definitely something coming down the sidewalk in this direction. And you think at first you see a shambler but there's something big behind the shambler coming in this direction. Ugh. Oh, crap. You hide behind something in the shop? Like maybe the register and see still be there's, able to There's see. lots of places, yeah. There's shelves and there's, there's you know, aisles and all sorts of things. All right, so go ahead and you, you've hidden. Um, within a couple seconds, yeah, first you see a shambler and the shambler is moving pretty fast for a shambler. It's still just a shambler. But as it's moving along, you see it come by the corner of the building as it's coming. And then all of a sudden behind it, you see this big green cone. Now you can't quite see the top of it because the, 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 the building is not that tall and it's right next to the building. But you definitely see that it's got these long ropey claw-like arms hanging down and that there's something more going on up here that you can't see. But it, the shambler keeps sliding, it keeps, keeps shambling, and this, this giant cone thing is sliding behind it, and it, it just keeps going. It goes right by the building, because it just knows that you were down this way. And it all shambles, it all goes past the building. But whatever it was is brightly colored. There's almost an iridescence to it. It catches the light. Um, it's definitely oily or slimy or, or something. 
and you just get the most horrific feeling at seeing whatever this alien thing is that's there. And then another one goes by. And then another one. I'm, uh, I, I'm taking another point of sanity because I didn't really get a good look at it before and now I'm like really freaking out. So okay. Just, I'm like, what are we going to do? This is like, really? Like, I'm like, have like a panicked, uh, not like frantic, but just fear in my eyes. Once they're, uh, they're by, I think, you know, we're the comic book heroes. I mean, you know, that's the only thing that makes sense to me is that, that we're the heroes and it's up to us. So uh, John's going to come up with a plan because I'm, bla- I'm blanking here. <laughs> well, if you want to look at it like that, all the non-essential people are in black and white. We're in color, and the creatures are in color. You might have something there, but the hell, how the hell? Well, let me let me clarify. All of the people that you've seen so far are in color. Mm. It's only the surroundings that are in black and white, and the color. And these people are moving slowly. Oh, I thought they were like also no. washed out. Okay. I'm gonna poke my head out from behind a a thing. Are they are they gone? Seems like it. But that buzzing noise is still going on. Alright. I'm going to look around for a... This is probably a bad idea, but I'm going to look around for a a poncho. Like almost a camouflage greenish poncho. Okay. Um, You don't find anything. All you find is camouflage black and white. Okay, well... (laughs) You almost got me there for a second. (laughs) What's that green poncho doing in there? No. I knew it. Well, uh, either way... uh, Because were the Shamblers taller than than we were? Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, the Shamblers? Yeah. Well, so maybe one of them was. Okay, all right, so they're about... It's a horrible feeling that they were put together from different... Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to grab my black and white poncho and kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe tie it up at the top and stick my baseball bat up there. I'm trying to make it kind of conish shape. <laughs> and then uh, I think we need to go to the theater because that's where they were all going. We're the heroes, you know, and, uh, um, check it out. He, well, I'll say do an intel. You can all do intelligence. <laughs> Pass. Pass. Yeah, as crazy as that sounds, you're you're ninety nine percent sure that ain't gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> However, you did notice that the shambler and the uh, thing, the cone thing, things. Um, they were passing people on the street and nobody seemed to react to them. And they didn't seem to react to the people either. Okay. Yeah. Well. Let's say that you are a little scared and you guys stay in here for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
And after 10 minutes, uh, the buzzing stops. And after a couple, maybe 30 seconds after that, you hear, you hear that sort of six sliding sort of noise. And three of the, uh, the these three cone things, uh, they're heading back in the direction of the theater. And one of the cone things has in one of its claws uh, the shambler that uh, you had been chasing originally, only its head is no longer there. Oh. And it's just, it's carrying it like it's just, like it's its pocketbook or something. Um, and it's not moving. All right. Well, I still think. Is there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm going to go with what I think Barney said earlier. We could probably move around as long as we just kind of act like zombies or like the other people. I'm still going to hang on to my bat, but, you know, and uh, I'm going to go at least look in the window of that theater. Okay. No. All right. So... I assume at some point you finally get up your nerves and you, you take a look outside. Yeah. And there's, uh, do a, uh, say do an intelligence role because something else might occur to you as well. Just him or? You can all do it. Uh, one Pass. away from an extreme. <laughs> it's a, a hard success. Okay. Well, you notice almost immediately as you step out that the sun has not moved in the sky. Uh, it's just it's just a plain white light shining down, but it's not changed at all. The shadows haven't changed. Everything has stayed exactly the same. Okay. And as uh, so, I'm familiar with Arnold's work. Uh, was his other work kind of done in this black and white style? Or yeah. Was it, yeah. It was? Okay. A lot of it was. All right. I'm going to start. Yeah, there's definitely an Arnie to this this place. An Arnie-ness. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, while I'm thinking about this, I'm still going to uh, kind of shamble or walk slowly to the theater and kind of uh you know give it the old side eye look okay. in um as you get to the edge once again to the edge of the building and you take a a peek around the corner um you notice that in front of the theater now on either side of the door uh one of these cone things is standing and now you see it in its full glory. It's a 15 foot high cone. It seems to have four huge ropey sort of necks 
or arms. Two of them end in claws. One of them ends in a large ball. There seem to be eyes on the uh, on the ball. There seem to be some sort of cones. It's 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 bizarre. It's bizarre. It's a weird conglomeration, almost like a sea creature of some sort. Um, and as you're as you're as you're there, there are people that walk by you, and the the creatures pay absolutely no attention to them at all. Okay. Uh, hmm. Where are you guys at? <laughs> I'm hanging back. I'm not seeing this. No, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna wait until you get back and ask you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I try and uh, well, I'm going to try and walk past it, kind of the same path that path that the other people are taking there, going going past it. Okay. But you know, keeping an eye on it. If I, <laughs> you're going to keep pace with the people, so you're walking kind of slowly. Right. Right. All right. Um. Do a luck roll. <laughs> Fumble. Zero, zero, zero. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I was going to give it to you if you had anything but that. That's, that's right. Uh, that's, that's two. We need a little counter going. You start to walk by it. And at first, there's no reaction. Um, you get almost let's say you're walking let's imagine here's the front of the theater and here's halfway you know past the theater mm -hmm. so you get to about halfway and you take you take a few more steps past it and you inadvertently do one of these <laughs> and you look over at the theater and you take a few more steps, and as soon as you do, one of the things begins to slide, slide down the, the little steps, and it's it's heading straight towards you, rather alarmingly fast. All right. Well, uh, I uh, I start to run. I mean, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, if I think it's coming after me, yeah. What do the other two do? <laughs> I'm gonna see him. I'm gonna see him break into a run and and you also hear that sliding noise I'm going to imagine that the jig is up and it's okay. it's time for a race okay now he's uh, within seconds the thing is between you and him so uh, you're looking where he is the thing is slid, slid from the side it's on the on the sidewalk the other one is now following behind it and they're both heading towards Chuck. Um, and they, there's nobody in front of the theater at the moment. Okay, so how far, how far out are they? Um, by this point, they're at least 30 feet away from you and moving away rather rapidly. Chuck can run. Okay. <laughs> hmm. And they do seem to have kind of a top speed. They're not... They're not quite as fast as Chuck. 
So he's he's they're not gaining on him, they're losing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna do an intelligence roll okay. to make to to think on whether or not it's prudent for me to make some noise and distract them and run the other way. Do your intelligence roll. It's uh it's a pass. Well, I'll give you the choice of, of what you want to do because it also occurs to you that these things might have a lot of trouble going into buildings without a 15-foot high door. So all Chuck really needs to do is duck inside somewhere and they're not going to be able to follow him, at least not very easily. Okay. Then I'm going to slowly cross the street and then kind of keep pace well okay how about you barney what shamble i was um it pulled in between us right right so now you're still you're still in front of the theater and there's nothing in front of the theater any longer they've they've all moved that way and and john's crossing the street and he's gonna move in that direction too can i look into the theater sure i'm gonna go look into the windows Okay, you run up to the theater. Go ahead and do a um, you know, do a, a luck roll or a stealth roll, whichever you have better. I'll, in fact, I'll even give you a bonus dice. So you can roll My twice. Stealth is only base, so oh, that's yeah. close with the luck too. Oh, a ten. Oh, very nice. All right, you go up. And there's there's not really a window, but the if you look in through the front door, you can see into the theater. And what you see is uh, the center of the theater. The theater has been pretty much gutted. Uh, all of the, the, the seating has been ter- torn out um, uh, rather haphazardly. Um, the center of it is, is pretty bare. Uh, there is a table that's just sitting there for some strange reason. Um, and there's something sitting on top of the table, um, something that's rectangular and brightly colored, uh, but you can't tell what it is. It's about, it's about this big. And there are at least five of these giant cone things inside the theater that seem to be mucking about doing stuff. And there is some strange equipment that they have, uh, including, uh, I mean, what you'd think from sci-fi and it's all in color and it's all got bubbling, oozing stuff and, and uh, wires and little flickering electrical things going on. And it looks like they are experimenting on the humans. Uh, They have some of them uh, taken apart, some of them stitched back together uh, badly, Um, and all sorts of things, heads in jars, and uh, these just look like random people. Um, Do a sanity roll. I already had the dice (laughs) in my hand. 43. I think I 
Yeah, I just made it. Okay. So, was it 1d4? So do a 1d4. Two points. Okay. You managed to sort of <gasps> stop yourself from yelling when you see this. And also do one more spot hidden for me. 86, I failed. Okay. So what do you want to do? Uh, now I'm going to look for either of my companions, whoever's the closest to You me. don't know. They're, they're down the street somewhere. You think you can see John pretending to shamble over there down the street. Uh, let's go back to the other two. Chuck, uh, you are running down this. You're just passing the park. Right. Um, um, what do you want to do? Uh, so as I, I pat, as I'm passing the park, I'm going to, uh, kind of look around. I'm looking for a building that's a couple stories. Cause I'm thinking, Oh, if I can get up some stairwells. Well, on the other side of the park, there are some buildings yeah. that you should be able to get into. All right. Um, uh, but it's, it's another 50 or 60 feet on before you get to them. Yeah. Um, but you seem to have. You seem to have, I mean, they're, they're still behind you. When you look back, they're there, and they're, they're coming towards you as fast as they can. Um, if you were to stop running, they would catch you in 10 seconds. Right. You know. Um, and as they're running, they're, they're sort of clicking they're these things, and, and it's making a rather loud, sharp clicking noise. Um, do a, a listen roll. Bail. Okay. All right. So you're running on. Uh, John, how about you? Uh, you can see all this. Uh, unless you're running, it's moving away from you. I'll go a little faster than okay. the bystanders. Okay. Uh, also do a listen roll. Let's see. That's just a fail. Okay. Um, do a luck roll. Also a fail. By a wider margin. All right. As you're as you're shambling along faster, you're 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 not really trying to catch up. It's it's slowly getting farther and farther away from you. Uh, you cross an alley to your right, and as you do, you suddenly hear very loud clicking from right there, and as you turn your head. There's one of those cone things right there. And if they can look surprised, it looks surprised. And uh, it immediately uh, it sort of... <laughs> <laughs> it immediately backs away for a moment, but then you know that it's about to lunge forward and start chasing you. The jig is up. I am running. All right. So now you've got one chasing you too. Great. 
Ah, uh, Barney. Do I, have a to? Do I have a cigarette later? Uh, no, nobody smokes in California. Oh, okay. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so, um, you have a vape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try to light something on fire with your vape. I was going to light the, the... Those coils can get pretty hot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to see if can I see either of them running or where by now they they're out of your sight. You can sort of see the cone things down the street. Now there seems to be a third one. Maybe that's chasing somebody across the street. Is that John? But they're 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 out of your sight now. They're too far away. I, I'm going to go into the building, mirroring the uh, theater, and hunker down and wait to see if they come back. Not the creatures. I'm hoping one. You know, one of them shows up. Yeah. If I don't see anybody within a half hour, I'm gonna head towards the comic store. I would think that would be the next point of, you know, meeting. Okay. So you're hunkering for now for half an hour. All right, Chuck. All right, I'm uh, making a dash for uh, one of the the buildings. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'll say. Uh, I'll say that, that you don't have to do a luck roll. You can't okay. really not. You do a luck roll. And okay. Just don't don't crit fail. Yeah. I did. I did not fail at okay. all. <laughs> so you managed to run into the building. Okay. And John, you see him run into the building. And as he runs into the building, one of the uh, things sort of smashes itself up against the building. Um, but it can't get in. The second one, the one that was right behind it, stops and now starts moving towards you. So you've got one behind you and one ahead of you. And they're moving towards all right, so are there any any buildings that I can duck into? You've got the park on one side of you. And on the other side of you, I, I suppose there's going to be some buildings. So do a luck roll. Do a luck roll with a... a just don't crit. Well, I mean, the precedent is there, so... <laughs> I didn't crit. Okay. Came close. That's a, that's a fail with an 89. Mm, okay. I attempt to lose them in the speeding you, traffic. You immediately duck into uh, the building and uh, you realize that there's not much for you, not much of a place for you to go. Uh, the, the building is um, like, a, it's, it's an apart, it seems like it's an apartment building. And as you've, you've stepped inside, it's pretty much empty on the on the floor, except that there's stairs going up. There's no elevator. Um, but you also notice that when you look up at up the stairs, the mm -hmm. stairs go up and turn, and then there's nothing. There's just a wall, and there's uh, no door or anything. So you're basically in a in a box. And, uh, and the front door is the only way out. The front door is the only way out. And the things immediately stop, come up in front of the building and stop. 
and you hear a lot of loud clicking going on. Um, you still have your baseball bat, by the way. So, hatchet. Uh, oh, your hatchet. Okay. Yeah. So these things are moving back and forth, uh, but they definitely have you trapped at this point. I'm ready to brave the Canadian wilderness, but not deal with whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, Chuck. Uh, you are a little luckier. Yeah. The building you have is actually uh, something that's it's got a couple of floors on it. Um, and they seem to be moderately made out. They're, they're very rudimentary. Uh, the rooms are all kind of below, you know, plain and blank. Um, and as far as you know, there's only one of them outside. Uh, so what would you like to do? You also have your, your baseball bat. Right. So uh, first uh, thing I'm going to do is I'm going to see if I can find access to the roof. Okay. Um, as you go up the stairs, you come to a point where the stairs don't go anywhere. Okay. Well, I figured uh, that I'm going to look at the uh, outside windows, see if there's like a fire escape down the side instead of the front. There is. Okay. Down the side, yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to uh, try and stealthily open up the window and go down that and hoping it doesn't have that horrible ladder that drops very noisily. <laughs> okay. Um, do a stealth roll, but one with a, a, a bonus dice. Oh, good. Can I burn two luck? What'd you get? I yeah, got two luck. Yeah, yeah, you can bring. Yeah, it. yeah, I got, I got a twenty-two, and myself's twenty. So okay, yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, you 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 managed to get out the window and down the fire escape, uh, but there is one of those squeaky ladders. <laughs> However, it's only like ten feet down, so you probably could jump and not not injure yourself. All right, yeah, I'm in my 20s. Yeah, I'm going to land and, of course, bend the knees when I hit and hope that uh, it all goes well. <laughs> all right, let's just assume you did. Yeah. So now you're on the side of the building. You know that thing is in the front of the building. Um, what do you want to do? Where are you going to go? Okay, uh, so I assume there's no alleyway to the back. Um, there actually is just... a. There's, it doesn't really go. It goes behind the buildings, but there's no oh. doors or windows or anything right, back there. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look for something I can uh, throw, you know, kind of like make a noise. My goal is to grab something, throw it across the street so it makes a noise on the other side and see if it, that thing goes to inspect it. Okay. Um, well, there are some garbage cans setting out. They're empty. They have lids. Um, yeah. I'll go with the lid because that seems like the, it's going to be a lot easier. Kind of almost like a Frisbee kind of. Okay. Um, that seems reasonable. Um, you, uh, you fling the, the lid like a Frisbee and it sails almost all the way across the, 
the street and uh and it hits a car that is uh, slowly moving but it makes a loud noise maybe it cracks the windshield and um you start to hear that sliding noise uh and it's moving towards the other side of the street uh john uh you're standing in the in the room and you're realizing that you are feeling incredibly trapped. Um, there's two of these things right outside and they're clicking furiously. And as they do this, all of a sudden the two of them move apart and three shamblers uh, are on the other side and they're now moving towards the door and they're coming inside. And what kind of... What kind of door is it? It's like a glass swinging door. Okay, so there's, I can't really wedge anything in the bar. You don't really have anything to wedge. Yeah, hatchet's only yay big. Right. Um, so these things are coming in, and they're once again, their expression on their face is blank. And you, you definitely get the feeling that they're mindless but they're, they're able to take orders. So they, uh, they're coming inside and they're definitely, it, it's weird. It's not like they're, they're wondering or thinking or anything. They're just immediately moving towards your position where you are. Is there anything in the, in my little box? <laughs> no, not really. Okay. Yeah. It's almost like this building was an afterthought. You know. It's a stage prop. <laughs> and uh, they will they will be at you in a matter of seconds. So All right. I will prepare my hatchet. Okay. You you can tell very clearly that what they want to do is grab you. They're not aggressive. They're not flailing. They're just coming forward to grab you. All um, right, I'm going to. So if I swing my hatchet, just kind of as a a warning, uh, warding type, just swing yeah. it in front. Do they, they react at all to that? They don't react to that at all. And the cone things are still outside. So probably that you swing your axe at them a couple times and they back you into a corner. All right. Well, I will. I'll swing it at them. All right. Um, let's do this. Uh, where are my dice? Uh, you're going to attempt to attack. And they are going to attempt to grapple. Okay. And I, I really just want to know what the level you got. Is it regular? Is it critical? It is a regular failure. Regular failure. Okay. And they got a regular success. Okay. So you swing at them and maybe you hit one of them. Maybe you halfway chop off its arm which it doesn't even sort of flinch. And the other ones grab a hold of you. And they've got a hold of you by the shirt. 
they've got a hold of you by the hand like this, and they have a rather surprising grip. Okay. And then uh, as much as, well, you can struggle to get free. Um, uh, I suppose uh, strength roll uh, to get free. Otherwise, they just seem to be going to march you out the door. That is a normal, normal success okay. with that. Yeah, I'll say you're able to wrench yourself free, but you're still kind of trapped. And they're going to do the same thing the next round. They're just going to mm -hmm. travel you. So what would you like to do this time? Attack again or So how do the how do the stairs go up? Um you're kind of the, the stairs are kind of to your right. Uh but you're you're past the, the ground landing. So they're kind of now like up here to your right. They come down. Okay. You're kind of cornered in there. Hmm. Might go a little bit over. <laughs> yeah, with uh Oh man, if I can worm my way past him. Um, but that's, yeah. that's three, three people. Well, let's try, uh, what would that be, dodge? You can try to do a dodge past them. We'll, we'll give them, actually it's their turn to attack anyway, so they're going to grapple. Yeah. Try to dodge and get out of the way. That's 100. Again. <laughs> Well, they got a double of seven, so um, yep, they all manage to you. You try to scramble past them, and that just gives them the opportunity to grab you, and they've got you pretty damn good this time. And they immediately begin marching you towards the door, and as much as you struggle, they're going to take you out. Um, they push open the door by just sort of pushing their way through it with you in their arms. And now you come face to face with these things. And the first thing that you notice is they've got a god awful smell. And this will be the first time I've seen one. Right. And now you're seeing all it it's, close. Yeah. It's got a smell of sour milk. It's, it's absolutely horrible. And uh, there's slime all over the ground, which you're now stepping in. And you see these gigantic cone things that seem to be looming over you. And the cone things don't make any kind of move with those claws at you. But go ahead and do a sanity roll. Already rolled it. Okay. It's an 89. Okay. Do an intelligence roll. <laughs> and you don't want to pass. <laughs> That's actually a fail. Or nope, nope, nope. That's that's a success. Okay. You are pretty yeah, I mean you're you're ninety-nine percent sure that these are fucking aliens that are gonna tear you into pieces and and make you into stuff. Cause that's what they do. And uh go ahead and do a a, a um say a one D eight. All right. 
A one. Oh. I'm really good at failing sanity checks, six, passing the intelligence, and then just rolling a one for the, the sanity loss. So as these things loom over you, you look up at them and you go, what? <laughs> Anyways, what they do is... Um, My tinfoil hat protects me. This, this one large ropey uh, neck with the ball and the eyeballs. Um, it's, it's got one, one eye in the center, I think two eyes on the side. And it's got tentacles, little tentacle, finger tentacles down here and strange stuff on its head. It sort of leans, leans over. And for a moment, it looks you in the face. And then just sort of automatically, it, it writes itself, turns around, and starts moving back towards the theater with the things dragging you along. So it's definitely taking you back to the theater. When that happens, the other one that's over in front of Chuck's building, it starts to immediately, it leaves Chuck there and it just immediately starts following these others as they're bringing him back to the building. Barney, at some point you peek out of the building and you can see that the creatures have John and they're heading back towards the theater. They'll be there in maybe 30 seconds. Oh, I was sitting there for the time that was passing. I have that terracotta thing still on me. Is okay. What... Yeah, did you keep it? You put it in yeah. your pocket? I'm going to put it on the ground and I want to smash it with the, the baseball bat. Okay. I'm thinking maybe it's a, you know, magical portal or you know, obviously something's going on here. When you do that, it smashes into like as if you were smashing a terracotta pot. It just breaks into little pieces and crumbles and parts of it falls to dust. And uh, But also everything in the world shakes just a little bit like a like the city's experiencing an earthquake all of you feel this but then it stops hmm. all right chuck you now notice that the creature has left what do you do all right um uh, do i see that john has been grabbed yeah, once you peek out, you wonder why your creature suddenly left. You realize yeah. they got John. All right, I am going to. Uh, in, uh, I'm going to follow uh, behind, but this time I'm going to be kind of like trying to hide between actual, you know, benches or in uh, between buildings and all, and not okay. try and imitate the other people. All right. So. You follow along behind, keep it being stealthy, and you realize at some point that you really don't have to be that stealthy. They're, uh, they're completely one-minded. One they're just heading now back to the theater, and they've got John in their hands. Um, as they get to the theater, uh, they all go inside, and you see them taking John with them inside. And uh, 
you look over and you see Barney at the building across, you know, and he's, you both like meet each other's gaze. Right. You're like really fucking surprised that you're both alive. Um, but now the problem is John's been captured. So what do you do? Go back uh, over to look in again. Okay. I asked. I was like, like did, did you feel that earthquake? Yeah, I was going to tell you. I smashed that little thing we found in, in this guy's apartment, and as soon as I did, it shook. Really? Look in there, and I try and point. Do I still see that thing? The other... Uh, we'll get back. We'll get back to that in a moment, John. As you're brought in through the the side doors into the theater, you can see all of this equipment. Uh, looks very alien, very strange. Um, everything is is big because these things are big, and you notice that you you begin to sort of think that their claws are used in some way for communication between them because they click, they click their claws. But when they're moving stuff around and they're doing things, they lean that head of theirs over and these little finger cilia here, this is what they move and manipulate stuff around with. And you see that they've got some very delicate looking medical instruments, which horrify you because you know what they're using those for. And you can see body parts here and there. And some reason they're not bleeding, but uh, but they're doing experiments on these people. And you notice a desk that just seems to be sitting there in the middle of the room. And sitting on the desk is, uh, is Arnie's magnum opus. And instead of black and white, which is what it was originally, it's brightly colored, the whole thing. Hmm. As if somebody had painted all of the pictures. And, and uh, it's, it's the most colorful and, and brightly colored thing in the room. And, and still held tightly by the three goons, right? Yeah. And you're afraid they're marching you towards a, uh, a table. A medical table. Um, so they they turned the they turned the theater into an operating theater. Kind of, yeah, but nobody's watching. Right. Well. Um, you also notice that there are maybe six or seven of these things. Not all of them can be seen from the the, the front of the theater, but there's definitely like a colony of them, and. They seem to be doing all sorts of things. Some of them seem to be making records of some sort, and they're definitely experimenting like like super scientists from another planet, which might make a really good comic book, you think. Um, Barney, to answer your question, you see that the book that's on that table, that colorful rectangle, is, the, is, is uh, Arnie's magnum opus. Why is that here? You're muted. Uh, now we can hear you. That's weird. Um, all right, so Chuck, look, that's the that's the the book that I had in my hand in in 
in his apartment. Before all this stuff started happening? Yep. I think Only now it's colored. Yeah, not, but now it's in color. It's inked. Man. Oh. I think we need but, to get that. All right. Well, uh, how far in is that? It like you'd have to run. You'd have to go down the aisle, maybe thirty feet. Okay. All right. I'm gonna wait until I'm getting dragged past the the closest point to uh, the desk. Okay. That For it's you, on. it's only about ten feet away. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna try and try to break free again. Okay. Um. We'll say that you're at your clo- the closest point you're going to get. Uh, go ahead and do a strength roll. That is a hard success. Okay. In fact, just three points off of an extreme success. Uh, takes you... Do you want to spend some luck to make it an extreme success? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Uh, you do that, and suddenly you wrench yourself free. You, you you pretended to be sort of complacent for a moment, and uh, they were just gently walking you along, and you took the opportunity to suddenly wrench free from them. And you're going to grab for the book? Yep. What going to do? Okay. So um. you, uh, you lunge forward, and let's do, a, let's do another luck. And you just don't want to fumble. But if you don't fumble... That's not a success, but it's not a fumble either. Okay. So, success. You grab a hold of the book. Now, the book's heavy. Um, and uh, and uh, garishly colored. The colors are brighter than any, any colors. You know, it's almost super saturated with color. As you're looking, Lots of fuchsias and lime greens. Yeah, and it's just it's it's almost it's almost hard to look at. It's so so colored, um, and uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to get the hell out? Yep. Okay. You guys notice him do this at the same time, right? Okay. Um. All right. The second you grab that book and start running down the aisle. The uh, the creatures immediately uh, go ballistic. I mean, they their little clicky arms start going like this. Their little flailing fingers are doing this, um, and they're and they're moving to try to get to you. Of course, all the the seats have been cleared out of the building, mm-hmm. uh, so there's there's nothing to impede them from, and the ground is slimy. Um, what do the what do the other two do? What do Barney and what do Chuck do? As soon as I saw uh, him break free and go go toward that, I'm I'm going to open the door and kind of come in with my intent as if he's running, maybe I can get a batter up and and hit one. But if he, I feel he's getting away, I'm going to be running with him. I okay. just want to try and buy him some time if possible. All right. Um, same thought. Same thought. Okay. Yep. Why don't you both? Why don't both of you do luck rolls? Come on. Pass. Mm -hmm. Okay, excellent. So you guys run in and 
uh, if the creatures can show some surprise, they're surprised to suddenly see you. And they... Uh, There's they, a lot of that going on. <laughs> yeah. They hesitate for a moment. And uh, it gives you just enough time uh, to run out the door. And you've run into the street and you've got the book under your arm and you hear just a tremendous amount of clicking coming from behind you. And you start to notice that shamblers from all over the place are now heading in your direction, still at shambler speed. And you can assume that they're going to be coming out that door on the side. So I assume you don't run in that direction. You run in the other direction. Yep. All right. <clears throat> you manage to run partway down the street and into a building uh, near the comic book store. Uh, and you know those things are coming, but uh, this is a building building. It's, it's, it's got floors. It's got uh, doors in it. What do you guys want to do? You've run into this building and you have the book. All right. Uh... I'm going to look, is there anything we can, like a sofa or something we can put in front of the door? Are, are there public building and probably swing, doors probably swing out? Um, sure. Um, uh, you, in fact, there's, there's a big old armoire on the side that would have had flowers or something on it. And in fact, it's got a big jar with flowers in it, but the flowers are all pale. And there's no color to them. But you can manage to put this black. It's a black armor. You manage to push it. It's very heavy. But uh, you do manage to block the door. And you're hoping that the shamblers are too stupid to realize that they can push it back. But, right. Um, all right. So now you're in the, in the lobby of this building. And there are other people in there as well. And a couple of them don't understand why they can't walk out the door, but they're moving slow and they're unimportant at this point. Uh, what do you guys want to do? John, did you feel that little earthquake before? Oh, um, uh, I, th I think I, I think I did. Um, well, I smashed that terracotta statue I found in, in, in his apartment, and right when I did everything, the whole, the whole city shook. I don't know if I don't know if we try and destroy this book, it'll destroy everything, or just I don't know. But yeah. I'm gonna look at the book. Yeah. Okay. When you look at the book. The colors are painfully bright. Um, the story that it tells seems to be about a race of creatures that moves from world to world and infects or invades the planet by taking over the brains, the minds of the people that are, are there. And the pictures are so real and so vivid that it's almost as if you feel like you're being sucked into the book. Everybody do sanity rolls. Oh, I believe that's a fail. It is. Okay. Um, 
1d4 sanity. This will push me over my 20% in one day. <laughs> Which means you're going to have to, if you survive, you're going to have to have uh, Yeah. Four more points. <laughs> All right. No, no loss if you uh, pass. Uh, if you pass, just do one. Uh, but uh, yeah, Chuck, you're you're like looking into the book, and you, you're you're starting to moan. Um, and you feel almost as if your mind is being ripped out of your head and sucked into this book. What do you guys want to do? Am I learning anything from it aside from the? Uh... Maybe, maybe it, it, it's almost like there's too much information that there's there's not enough room inside your brain uh, to to store what it's trying to tell you, and it's it's doing it in a way that you've never experienced before, as if you're absorbing information. There's just just not enough room inside your brain. Uh, Barney, you feel the same way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close it. I'm going to open it to the last couple pages and see what the last couple pages... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, you know... Well, yeah, on the last couple of pages, you said it seems very bizarre. Um, it's almost as if this... It, it's almost like you're looking at an anti-Earth uh, that's populated by giant cockroaches. And... Once again, it's just as vivid, and it's really sucking you into it. Um, Are there any blank panes at the end? No. Hmm. But you feel like it's evil, whatever it is. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna yell. I'm like, just just rip it up. If breaking that statue caused an issue, just this rip this book up. <laughs> but we we might not that might not fix it that might make it worse it's stealing my fucking mind <laughs> sir I'll, we'll break it with the bat just beat on it do something you're gonna beat on the book with the bat okay yeah. um i i don't have my hatchet anymore i'm sure that's probably back in the box. Um, Barney, uh, you you sort of knock it out of their hands and you, you pick up your baseball bat and uh, you bring it down. Go ahead and do a strength roll. How'd you do? Hear me? Uh, it went out for a second. Now it's back. How'd you do? 38. Okay. Just a basic pass. You hit, the, you hit the tone as hard as you can. And there is a very strange noise. Like a, like a cracking sort of sound. Like you were cracking an egg, a big egg. Or kind of the sound when you have like a butcher knife and you're cutting through uh, a bone in, in, a, in, a, in a roast mm -hmm. or a chicken. Crunching sort of sound. And you also notice that the ground right under the book there seem to be some cracks 
in the ground when you did that. So I, I look back at the other guys and I'm like, what, like, should I hit it again? What's, what's in the cracks? Can I see? It's, it's like the, the, the ground itself is cracked. Under, it's just, just a hairline crack. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say swing away, swing away. I have damage bonus too. I don't know if that matters. Fifty-six out of uh, hold on. Fifty-six out of sixty. I passed. All right. Each time that you hit it, the cracking sound gets louder. And there is a moment of no return when. The ground cracks and the building cracks, and it seems to be splitting. Um, the book is cracking uh, as if it were made out of clay. And you hit it one final time, and the whole world and everything in it cracks open from the sky to the ground to the building you're in and everything in it and a big chunk of it just falls off into outer space and you all sort of fall off into outer space at the same time and you suddenly find yourself in Arnold's apartment and Arnold is lying on the floor and his skull has been cracked open. Do we have our bats with us still? No. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I assume it's all back in color. Yeah, everything's okay. back in color. All right, I'm going to, uh, since I uh, like Arnold a lot, I'm going to hop down there and just like, you know, feel for a pulse and go, Arnold, Arnold. Well, he's warm but he's dead. His head has been smashed in and his brain is, is irrevocably damaged. Now, I don't know how you want to handle it from there. If you call the police, if you sneak out and let the police find out because you don't want to get yourselves implicated. Um, the, the book seems to be gone. And tell me if you guys try to pretend like none of it ever happened or you know, some of you have taken sanity loss and you're going to have to go straight to the nut house. That <laughs> should probably cause another sanity loss right there. Yeah. But as soon as I know what's, as soon as I'm aware of my faculties, I'll probably try and call in an, an ambulance. Okay. So, in which case, you would be questioned and, you know, there would probably, something would come out of it. Hopefully, none of you would go to prison. Um, Gas leak. Uh, you'd probably all blame Chuck because he's already nuts and they'll just think that he <laughs> did it. And you guys try to stop him. Whatever, whatever happens. But our final cinematic ending is that across town on the other side of San Damiel, uh, a man walks up to a door and he sets down a little box that's marked from eBay and walks away. 
And a few minutes later, a struggling artist opens up his door and finds this box there and picks it up and wonders what the hell this is and walks inside and closes the door. That's the way we'll end it. <laughs> oh, man. So what was going on? That was fun. <laughs> As you know, the, uh, the Yithians... Where are you guys? I, I almost made a great race joke yeah. <laughs> while we were running away. We were running away. <laughs> yep. Oh, that'd been, fu- that'd I, been I, funny. I, honestly, I lost the great race. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lost the great race in spectacular fashion. <laughs> so what happened was, is the Yith have been doing experiments for eons on just about every race. And in this case, they were, they, what they had done is they had projected themselves. They'd used the, the tablet to do it. Uh, but when, uh, when Arnie came across the tablet and somebody sent it to him, just the mysterious person sent it to them, the Ithians were able to set up camp inside uh, Arnie's mind. And he suddenly started writing and he created that whole story based on information that was coming into his mind from the other side. And what he was screaming to you as you were outside the door was, there's not enough room in my head. And the Ithians sucked him into his own fantasy. And when you guys opened the book, you got sucked in too. And uh, when you smashed the book at the end, you literally smashed your way out of his head. Nice. And, uh, and that's more or less what was going on. But the Githians aren't done, so they just more or less moved on to some other poor victim that they would that they would take care of. And that's that's the story. The original is called Dreaming Doom. Mm. Which is okay, mm. but I didn't want you guys to think you were dreaming. So Right, right. Yeah. I got rid of that. But yeah, you guys did really good. It's kind of exciting you guys running down that freaky street with those things chasing you. Can you hear me? I kind of wanted to put on... uh... Hear me? Yeah, you seem to get quiet and then loud again. Yeah, I don't know if it's my mic or just the connection or something. Well, we can talk for a minute. Let me go ahead and finish up. Our players included uh, Brian Daly, Jason Milnichok, and Keith... For crying out loud, Keith Trague. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> and and myself as keeper of the secrets we're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience we provide audio only versions of our shows free for you to download from podbean or itunes uh if you'd like to become a patron visit our patreon account just a dollar to a month helps us a lot you can find a link in the description below like share and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We really enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.